KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah, Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim. This is Ezra Bek, today, Shiuran Parshat Ashavua Parshat Vayigash. In Perek Memvav, Pasukhet, we have the beginning of the list of the 70 souls, 70 people who came to Mitzrayim from Eretz Kenan. Ve'edlash Shemot B'nei Yisrael Haba'im Mitzrayimah, Ya'akov Uvanav Bechor Ya'akov Uven. These are the names of the children of Israel who came to Mitzrayim, Yaakov and his children. The firstborn of Yaakov is Ruvain, and then he continues, son, son, and his children. In Parshat Vayishlach, after Yaakov came back to Eretz Israel from Eretz Aram, and after Binyamin was born, we have the following Pasuk. The Pasuk actually begins in Pasuk and then there's a pay, the end of a parsha, though it's in the middle of a pasuk. Then it says, And then it says, what is the difference between the list in Vayishlach, and the list in Vayigash? The obvious difference is that in Pashat Vayishlach there were 12, and here there are 70, and that's because in Pashat Vayishlach it's only Yaakov and his children, 12 plus 1, and here it includes grandchildren, and therefore you get up to the number of 70. So it's a few years later. It's quite a few years later. Twenty-something years later. And therefore, uh, there are grandchildren. But there is another difference that I think is very, very important. The group, in truth, a smaller group, but the group who we are counting in Pashad Vayishlach when Yaakov comes from Aram and makes it to Eretz Yisrael is These are the children of Yaakov who were born in Padan Aram. The group who's counted, and in fact the number reaches to 70, when they go from Eretz Yisrael to Eretz Mitzrayim, is Ve'elishmot b'nei Yisrael ha'be'i Mitzrayim. These are the children not of Yaakov, but the children of Yisrael. That group, known as b'nei Yaakov, has disappeared and will not return again. And if it is true, that here there are 70, and therefore you might claim, well, 12 people are children of a father, but but 70 people, you get a more of a national kind of name. But I think the difference is deeper, and in fact, even when we're referring only to the 12 of them, they are called in our parsha, Pashad Vayigash, B'nai Yisrael, and that is a topic that I wish to explore. The disappearance of B'nai Yaakov, the emergence of B'nai Yisrael, and what is the difference between them. First, let us quickly uh, mention the two previous times that the term B'nai Yisrael is mentioned in Sefer Bereshit. Uh, in Parshad Vayishlach, when Yaakov comes back to Eretz Yisrael, to Eretz Kenan, and uh, has the meeting vision with the man, who we consider to be a Malach, and wrestles with him all night, and in the end he is injured in his thigh, and therefore the Pasuk mentions that there is an Isur prohibition of Gidon Asher. So there it says, not surprisingly, it says, Alken, Perek 
למד בית, פסוק למד גימור, על כן לא יאכלו בני ישראל את גדעון אשר אשר כף הירך עד היום הזה, כי נגע בכף ירך יעקב בגדעון אשר. So it says there that for this reason the Jews will not eat the Gidon Asher, B'nai Yisrael. It's clear that the term B'nai Yisrael here doesn't mean the children of Yaakov. But that's not surprising. It's not, it's not part of the story. It's referring to the future. Ad Hayom Hazeh, the future Jewish people. B'nai Yisrael means the Jewish people in this Pasuk, clearly. I don't think anyone has any compunctions about understanding it that way. Al-Kain lo yochlu B'nai Yisrael, for this reason the children of Israel do not eat the Gidon Asher. The children of Israel is you and I, and everybody else. It means the Jewish people. Okay, the second example is at the end of that parsha, when there is the list, a long list, of the descendants of Esav. And there, at the very end of the list of the individual descendants, there's a list of the kings of Esav. Obviously, the parsha itself is rather unusual, I'm wondering why it exists, but that's not our topic today. I just wish to quote the pasuk at the end. In uh, Perek, למדבב, בגילין פסוק ל"א, ואלה המלכים אשר מחו בארץ אדום, לפני מלוך מלך, לבני ישראל. These are the kings who ruled in the land of Edom, before a king reigned, לבני ישראל. לבני ישראל means for the Jews. There was no king for the children of Yaakov, also known as Israel, but there was a king for the Jews. And לפני מלוך מלך, לבני ישראל, is a very, very distant future date. There were many kings, a number of kings of Edom who ruled before the, the, the kingship, before the kingdom of Israel was established. So B'nai Yisrael here means, again, the Jews. In fact, if we look at what is described about Edom and Esav, I think you can see a similar situation there as well. This section of the lists of the children of Esav begins as follows, Paraklamidva Pasuk Aleph, Ve'ele toledot Esav, who Edom? These are the descendants of Esav. Who Edom? What does it mean, who Edom? So the, 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 the simple pshat, and I think, I don't think it's necessarily wrong in this context, is Esav. Who Edom? Edom is another name for Esav. The Ibn Ezra does not learn that way. He says, who Edom? Who Avi Edom? He understands the word who to mean Esav, who. This, these are the children of Esav. He, <laughs> there's only one person mentioned, it's got to be Esav. He is Edom, but, you know, as it points out, Esav is not called Edom. It's not his name. The nation that descended from him is called Edom. So he says, who Edom means he is the progenitor of Edom. I would suggest to read it the same idea, but backwards. The Eila Toldot Esav, who, the who doesn't go on Esav, it goes on the Toldot Esav. These are the descendants of Esav. The Torah is not as careful as we are in modern uh, Western grammar in being very careful about numbers, separating singular from plural. Toldot Esav, the descendants of Esav, are Edom. The point of this parasha is to describe how the nation of Edom arose from the individual and the individuals of Esav and his children. This is clear from the rest of the parasha, which lists children after children. It says, These are the children of Esav who were born to him in Eretz Canaan. That means his little children. His children were born here and not there. Some children were born later on. Some children were born in Eretz Canaan. These are the children of Esav. Esav, the individual. The individual children who were born in Eretz Canaan. Then it says, He moved to a different land. They went to Haseir. 
Vayeshev Esav Bahar Seir, Esav Hu Edom. Again, you have this, Esav Hu Edom. Yesav went to live in Har Seir, Esav Hu Edom. What does this Pasuk mean? What's the point of this Pasuk? Why is it telling us once again that Esav is Edom? We already know that. I think the Pshat here is clear. Esav had children. Esav, the individual who was the son of Yitzhak and the brother of Yaakov, had children when he lived in Eretz Canaan. Then he moved to Har Seir. Esav Hu Edom. When they moved to Har Seir, I don't know if the first year or the second year or the fiftieth year, but they became the people who contemporary readers of this Pasha are thinking of the kingdom that exists to the east, to the southeast of Eretz Canaan, Eretz Israel, the kingdom of Edom, as Esav Hu Edom. In other words, there's an individual called Esav, and he becomes the nation of Edom when, after he moves to his new land, and he settles in there. So it tells you, they were individuals, they moved to Haseir, Esav Hu Edom, Esav is Edom, the land, the kingdom, the nation of Edom. The next passage says it clearly. Once we get to Haseir, then we make it explicit. These are the children, the descendants of Esav, the father of Edom. Esav is not Edom, he's the father of Edom. In Haseir, where they grew up. And then there's this whole long list of all the children and the grandchildren uh, who are apparently gradually becoming a people rather than a family. And again, the last passage. Who Edom? Here I think the the only possible pshat is not that these are the children of Esav and these are their uh, leaders. He, oh, that man Esav is also called Edom. The who here, the Hebrew word who, the who, Edom, the who, that's here refers to the group mentioned beforehand, not to the individual. These are the children of Esav and these are their leaders. Who, this thing altogether is, is, uh, is Edom. Therefore, of course, the Pasuk says, we have the kings, that these kings ruled before the kings for B'nai Yisrael, because the whole Pasha is about the comparison of the kingdom of Edom to the kingdom of B'nai, of, of, of Israel, of B'nai, of B'nai Yisrael. Now, what happens in Pashat Vayeshev and Pashat Vayigash? In Pashat Vayeshev, begins also describing Toledot, the descendants, just so we have the descendants of Esau, the descendants of Yaakov. And the first one is Yosef, and the others. And throughout this Pasha, those other sons are called Achei Yosef. In many of the cases, it, it's necessary. If you describe Yosef spoke to his brothers, then it's going to say Yosef spoke to his brothers, or Yosef spoke to the brothers of Yosef. If there's some sort of a meeting here on one side and there on the other side, they have to be referred by the only title that's appropriate for them, which is Achei Yosef. But I think that the use of Achei Yosef in Pashat Vayeshev really extends beyond the the need to identify the subgroup of the brothers to which Yosef does not belong. So, for instance, when Yaakov sends Yosef, he emphasizes that, what did he tell him to do? Vayomer Yisrael el Yosef, halo ahecha ra'im b'shechem, lecha esh lahacha aleihem, vayomer lo hineni. says, your brothers are in Shechem. Go to your brothers. And in the rest of that parasha, you constantly have this expression about brothers. For instance, when Yosef gets lost and a man finds him, he says, what are you doing here? He says, Et ahai I'm searching for my brothers. When he gets to see them, ish el one said to, it means literally one said to another. Ish el doesn't mean your brother, but it's the same term. It, it, in, it can't help but remind us that we're dealing with a bunch of brothers and one brother said to another brother. Vayomer Yehuda el 
Echav, Yudah said to his brothers, let's sell Yosef to the Midianim. And then Ruvain, Vayashav El Echav, he came to his brothers and said, where is the child? He's missing. I think that the phrase brothers here, we, we have a natural tendency to see it as being used as a beautiful phrase, as a phrase of unity, but I think here it means a phrase of disunity. Yosef is searching for his brothers. Yaakov sends Yosef to his brothers. The the expression Achei Yosef comes to emphasize that the brothers are not one. At least to the extent that Yosef is out of it. I suspect also that when Ruvain comes to his brothers and says, where is the missing child? It's also going to say, so Yudah is on one side and they're on the other side. And you, I'm sorry, Ruvain. And Yudah makes a suggestion. So he is on one side and they're on the other side. By definition, the expression Achei Yosef is an expression of division because it excludes Yosef. And Achei Yosef are the 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 people who are described in Parshat Vayeshev. This becomes very much uh, uh, emphasized in last week's Pasha in Parshat Miketz, including in contexts where you cannot argue that it's necessary for the story. For instance, when the brothers first go down to Mitzrayim, Yaakov sends them. And who is he sending? You would say he's sending B'nai Yaakov. That's not what it says though. It says there that there's no food. Yaakov needs food. So he says, let's go get some food. The brothers of Yosef, ten. Ten, what does ten mean? Ten but not twelve. Ten but not Yosef, of course, and of course not Benjamin. The could have said Bnei Yaakov Asara. It says Bnei Achei Yosef Asara because this is the very, very first glimmer of the story of where, again, where we turn to the story of Yosef against his brothers. And therefore the Pasuk immediately, before they've even met Yosef, emphasizes you have one group called Achei Yosef Asara and we're going to get later on to, to, to Yosef. In the continuation of Mikaitz, even the expression Achei Yosef begins to fade away and the brothers become Ha'anashim. And this is a very, very noticeable uh, phenomenon. To call people who we know, we know them by their name. We have a way of describing them, Bnei Yaakov or Achei Yosef. But in the continuation of Miketz, they, they stop being Achei Yosef. They become Ha'anashim. On the second visit, to uh, Yosef, in the second visit to Mitzrayim to get food the second time, you have over and over again a, a, a negation, a dissolution of the identities of these people. They become an anonymous bunch of people. They come down to Mitzrayim with Binyamin, and in Perak Mem Gimel Pasuk Tedva, When they leave Yaakov and the men Ha'anashim, they took the gifts which Yaakov had given them and they went to Mitzrayim. And they stand before Yosef. And Yosef recognized them. He says to his, his servant, Bring these people to my house. And the people saw, this is not Yosef talking, but the, the, the Torah is describing them. And when the people saw that they brought to Yosef, they were very much afraid. And And the man the manservant of Yosef, brought the men, Ha'anashim, to Yosef. They're no longer even Achei Yosef. They're just Anashim. 
there are more psukim. I'm just not, I'm not reading them all. But over and over again, it's Anashim. Haboke or Pasuk Gimel in Perak Memdalid. They broke. Vahanashim Shulchu and the men were sent from Yosef. And they leave and, 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 and the servant runs after them and says to them, where is the Gviha Kesef? Where is the cup that you've stolen? And there you have the expression which I mentioned in my share two weeks ago. Vayavo Yehuda ve'echav beta Yosef. So I described then what that Pasuk says about Yehuda. Yehuda has become the leader. And that was my topic two weeks ago. But there's another aspect to it. They're not B'nai Yaakov. They're not Achei Yosef. The Yehuda ve'echav. When placed in the trouble, when facing the disaster that they know they face now, when the Gavia, the cup has been found in the sack of Binyamin, so this group of people start to reform. The expression Yudav Echav, as opposed to the expression of Achei Yosef, is not an expression of division. Achei Yosef is not like Yosef Echav. Achei Yosef is the group that's opposed to Yosef. They were united, actually, but united by their opposition to Yosef. Now they become reunited around the figure of Yudah. That's not my concern now to explain why Yudah was number one. We talked about that in the past. But they are a group, Yudah ve'echav. Technically speaking, Yudah ve'echav could include Yosef. It doesn't in this particular case. Or maybe it does. Vayavo Yudah ve'echav beta Yosef. The house of Yosef is the place where they are, in a very few couple of minutes, are going to become really one group of people. So Vayavo Yudah ve'echav beta Yosef could be read as follows. Not in terms of Pshat, but in terms of a, 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 an impossible to miss. Nibah v'lo yadamash nibah. An impossible to miss allusion to what is about to take place. Yudah and his brothers come to the house of Yosef. We're dealing with the reconstitution, or perhaps the constitution for the first time, of a true unity, which is called here by a singular and once only used title, Yudah ve'echav beta Yosef. But what happens immediately afterwards? Yudah, in the beginning of our Pash, we finally got to Pashat Vayigash. Yudah goes to Yosef. Vayigash elav Yudah. Makes his long speech. Moves Yosef. Yosef breaks down and cries. Yosef confesses his identity and kisses his brothers and tells them, go and bring my father here. And then you have, for the first time, the following Pasuk. Yosef says to them, so far they have not, they've been passive. He kisses them, they, 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 they speak, they, they don't do anything yet. He says to them, Go, bring my father. Go, bring my father back and go quickly. The, the eleven brothers do as Yosef told them and they go back to Eretz Kinaan to their father Yaakov. Rest you say, perhaps they're called B'nai Yisrael because their father is called Yisrael. Their father is not yet called Yisrael. Vaya'alumi Mitzrayim, Pasuk Chafhei, four Pasukim later. Vayavo Eretz Kinaan el Yaakov avihem. They return to their father Yaakov, not their father Yisrael, because he's not Yisrael. He's still depressed. He's still in mourning. He doesn't even believe them when they tell him. Then it says in Pasuk Chav, 
Zayin, but Tahi, Ruach Yaakov, Abraham, and the spirit of Yaakov, their father, uh, 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 came alive. And a Pasuk Kavchet, Vayomer Yisrael, Rab, Od Yosef, Benichai, El Chabarinu, Betamamut. Yaakov becomes Yisrael six Pasukim later, after they meet him. But they're already called Bnei Yisrael. So I don't think they're called Bnei Yisrael here because they happen to be the children, individual called Yisrael. I think what's happened in our parsha is the rise of the entity called Bnei Yisrael, which might refer to the sons of Yaakov, but isn't just a synonym for the sons of Yaakov. It means, perhaps in potential, it means the people of Israel. Just as in the two previous examples that I brought in the beginning, which of course were referring to the distant future. This example of Gidon Asher, and the example of the kings of Edom before the rise of the kings of Israel, there the expression B'nai Yisrael clearly meant the people of Israel. Now, all of a sudden, the Achei Yosef, the B'nai Yaakov, that's the term that's been used till now, the Ha'anashim, and one time Yudav Echav, all of a sudden become B'nai Yisrael. I think B'nai Yisrael means, as it meant beforehand, it means the people of Israel, technically not. There are only 11 people here. And it really is a bit silly to call 11 people the Jewish nation. So the excuse is, well, they're also the children of Israel. They're also the children of the man called Israel, the man called Yaakov. And therefore, it's not absurd to speak to that B'nai Yisrael. But when the Torah uses the expression B'nai Yisrael here, it doesn't mean the children of Israel. It doesn't even mean the children of the individual who is called Israel rather than Yaakov, because that indicates a different part of his personality. In the shit, two weeks ago, I spoke about what I think is obvious, that the Yaakov is our father Yaakov on one level, and our father Israel is when he's in his full power, spiritual powers. That could be. But that's not the explanation here, because he's not yet Yisrael. And I suspect even when he becomes Yisrael, and I'll quote the next two psukim, when they speak about B'nai Yisrael, it means the people of Israel, and not the sons of the man called Israel. And at this early stage, when there are only 11 of them, not 70 yet, but only 11, so yes, it's talking about potential, it's talking about future, but what it means is the basis of the Jewish people has been set. Why? Because we just read of the reunification of the individuals. So long as they are Achei Yosef, meaning Achei Yosef is supposed to Yosef, then they are merely Achei Yosef or Bnei Yaakov. Bnei Yaakov Asara. Bnei Yaakov the Ten. There's Bnei Yaakov the Twelve. Individuals. And in fact, to a great extent, because they're so, they're so uh, engaged in, in, in conflict, even when they're together, they're just Ha'anashim. They're not really together. But what Yudah has accomplished, and that's why I think Yudah is the king. He's Yudah ve'achav beta Yosef. Yudah and his brothers in the house of Yosef. He remains number one, because he has in fact put them all together. And the reunification, the reunion, the reconciliation of, Yos- of Yosef and his brothers, as it says in Pasuk Tedvav, they kissed and cried and spoke to each other. The next time they're going to be mentioned as a group, they will be called Bnei Yisrael. If we read the rest of the, of the parak, this is repeated over and over again. So, we have... Uh, the pasuk I just read, which I think is the conclusive one, Memhechaf Aleph, Vayasu Kain Bnei Yisrael, totally out of the blue. The Jews did this because they are the Jews already. Uh, the pasuk that I began with, 
when they start to go down, so there is a count. The Torah likes to count the Jews. One time the Torah counted the sons of Yaakov. That was in Vayishlach. That was indeed B'nai Yaakov. Not just because there only were 12 and not 70. We just saw that 11 of them can be called B'nai Yisrael. But in Vayishlach, it wouldn't occur to you to say Vayu B'nai Yisrael Shnei Masal. They were only a family then. A large family. Maybe even a kind of a tribe. But they're, they're not B'nai Yisrael. They're B'nai Yaakov. The second count that takes place in Vayigash after they've been reconciled with Yosef and after they pick up Yaakov and head down to Mitzrayim, this is the exile of the Jewish people into Mitzrayim. I don't care if it's only 70 people. 70 people is also very few people. When you have 12 sons, you have 70 grandchildren. It's not that extraordinary. I have cousins who have 70 grandchildren. But this Pasha is talking about the exile of the Jewish people in the land of Egypt. It's the seed. It's proto. It's potential. But we should view it. Its significance is that the people of Israel have gone down to Mitzrayim. And therefore, the Pasha begins, In reality, it was Yaakov and his children. But the title is, the children of Israel and Yaakov in the same pasuk. The children of Israel, the Jews, have gone down to Mitzrayim. How did they do that? In fact, it was Yaakov and his children. The pasuk in the beginning of Shemot, which obviously, because the beginning of Shemot is even more so. When you leave Breshit and you go to Shemot, you leave the story of the individual Avot and you go to the story of the Jews. That's the difference between Bereshit and Shemot, obviously. The same Pasuk that I just read, the Pasuk that I just read from Parashat V'yigash, Perak Memvav, Pasuk Chet, V'eidah Shemot B'nei Yisrael V'yimitzrayim Ha'yakob V'anad B'chor Yaakov R'uvein, appears very, very similarly in the beginning of Shemot, the first Pasuk, Perak Aleph, Pasuk Aleph, V'eidah Shemot B'nei Yisrael V'yimitzrayim Et Yaakov Ishu V'yitobar. It's even more emphasized there because the truth is the, the nation is more existent then. V'eidah Shemot B'nei Yisrael, these are the names of the Jewish people. I translate B'nai Yisrael, the Jewish people, who went down to Mitzrayim, at Yaakov, with Yaakov, Ishu Beitobau. In their actual walking, it was Ishu Beitobau, an individual and his house. The Ba'u, the walking was Ishu Beitobau. But the significance was Be'el Shemot B'nai Yisrael. And there, incidentally, you don't have 70 names, but only 12 names. Actually, 11. Plus Yosef. There's no problem calling 11 people B'nai Yisrael. The question is, what are you trying to emphasize? that they are now already the Jewish people, small in numbers, or that they are a bunch of interesting people who have a common father. In Vayishlach, it was 12 sons of Yaakov, and in Vayigash, it's the uh, 11, 12, 70 people of, of Israel. That has happened precisely in the beginning of Parshat, Parshat Vayigash. The order of development is, at least from the beginning of uh, Vayeshev, Achei Yosef, a subgroup, a divisive group, within the family of Yaakov, Ha'anashim, 12 different individuals, Yudav Ve'echav, people who unify themselves, not in opposition to Yosef, but around the problems of a Jew, problem of Binyamin, unifies them all to be Yudav Ve'echav, Beta Yosef, even including Yosef, although he doesn't know it yet. And finally, B'nai, B'nai Yisrael. Now I have to admit there is one exception. I'm not obligated to talk about it, it's in last week's Pasha. But I have to 
I have to be honest. There is one other instance of B'nai Yisrael, and it's out of place. It's in Perek Membet. I basically, if you just trusted me in this in this podcast, if you don't have a Chumash open, because you're driving, for instance, then you have to trust me. So I said there was Gidon Asher, the first time I said B'nai Yisrael. Second time, about the Malchei Edom. Third time was when they go back from Yosef to pick up Yaakov, Yavo B'nai Yisrael. But there is one I skipped. Our pasuk by Yavo B'nai Yisrael, by Yasu B'nai Yisrael, B'nai Yisrael did what Yosef told him, went back, is not the third, but the fourth instance. The third is Perek Membet Pasuk Hey, the very first time that they went to Mitzrayim. The first time they went to Mitzrayim. In Pasuk Hey, it says as follows, Vayavo B'nai Yisrael Yishbo B'toch Abayim Ki Ayaha Ra'av Be'eretz Kenan. This is only two psukim after Pasuk I already quoted. And that's why it's so striking. Two psukim earlier, it says, Vayerdu achei Yosef asara lishbor bami mitzrayim. That was a Pasuk that I Mamish based myself on. The brothers of Yosef, ten. Ten people in opposition to the other two, Yosef and, and, and Binyamin for a different reason. These ten individuals went to Mitzrayim. But when they got there, Vayavor b'nei Yisrael lishbor b'toch habayim kayar ab be'eretz kanan. This Pasuk is so out of place to call them b'nei Yisrael. It's the only time, it's the first time that this group of people have been called B'nai Yisrael, these are ten people, immediately afterwards it says, Yosef, when they meet Yosef, they're Achei Yosef. When they left Yaakov, they were Achei Yosef. When they enter Mitzrayim, they're called B'nai Yisrael. Yaakov is not called Yisrael anywhere in this parasha, and, and neither should they be. So this has in fact elicited a lot of comment from different uh, Mepharshim, uh, and then it's if, for instance, says, you're absolutely right, it makes no sense here, it's simply trying to tell you that this particular Pasuk has a lesson for the future. Was, he, he, it's a Jewish. He's saying, the people who left Mitzvah, one Pasuk, left Eretz Kedem, one Pasuk, Yosef. People will talk to Yosef, one Pasuk from now, or Achei Yosef. But they entered Mitzvahim, what does it say, an, an unusual expression, they came, B'nai Yisrael came, Rishbol B'toch Habaim, amidst all the people who came. Well, she says that they disguise themselves. Yaakov told them, don't, don't come as a big group, you know, mingle. So Natsif says, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a lesson for the future, that when we were in Golis, so we, uh, will always be among many nations. We won't be under one king. Yeah, there's a whole vote. Okay, it's a vote. But um, my point is they realize that you have to say a vote, unless it makes no sense what it says here. There's another explanation, the Malvum has a different explanation. I saw a number of explanations, all of them are basically voting. In Pshat, I don't know how to explain this Pasuk. The whole pasuk is unnecessary. It says, "Vayirdu achay Yosef asaradish bo ba mitzrayim, veYosef hu ashalit, vayavor achay Yosef ishtachavulo." The whole pasuk is unnecessary. Why it says that they entered Mitzrayim before there was a famine in Canaan? We know that it says there was a famine in Canaan. Therefore, Yaakov sent them to Mitzrayim. So they came to Mitzrayim. Why does it say vayavor bnei Yisraelish bo metocha beim ki hayar av beeretz Canaan? So the whole pasuk makes no sense. It's unnecessary. The expression bnei Yisrael, I think, is unusual. And therefore, you have to find an explanation. I can't explain it in terms of what I've been speaking about, uh, except to say that perhaps the Pasuk is, it's really not part of the story, but it's telling you to remember that this story is a story of individuals, but it's also the story of the beginning, the, the, the first seed of the story of Galut Yisrael B'Mitzrayim. And therefore, in a manner which is not meant to be pshat in context, in historical context, but meant to be an overview, it says, ah, and the B'nai Yisrael entered Mitzrayim. Uh, back to our story. Ten brothers entered Mitzrayim. 
eventually we realize that yes, yes, the Jews have begun. The real entry of the Jews to Mitzrayim will be the Pasuk that I read later on when uh, uh, These are names of the Jewish people who have come to Mitzrayim all, uh, all 70, all 70 of them. The end of our parasha, the end of Vayigash, back to Vayigash, the end of Vayigash, uh, you have Vayeshev Yisrael Be'eretz Mitzrayim Be'eretz Goshen Vayachazuvah Vayifru Vayobumah Oh, this of course doesn't mean that Yaakov Avinu, who was called Yisrael, lived in Eretz Mitzrayim. Because it says Vayachazuvah Vayifru Vayobumah Oh, and Israel dwelled in the land of Mitzrayim, in the land of Goshen, and they uh, settled in it, and they multiplied and reproduced greatly. It's clearly talking about the Jewish people. It doesn't even say B'nai Yisrael, it says Yisrael. Uh, although formally Shmot is the book of Israel and Bereshit is the book of Avot, meaning individuals, forefathers, prototypes to the Jewish people, but in development, Bashad Bayigash is the beginning of Israel, of B'nai Israel, whether that's identified with 10 people, 11 people, 12 people, 70 people, or the great mass of Vayifru Vayabu Ma'od, we've switched our story. Pashat Vayichi, we're going to go back to stories about the Avot, but in fact, what is really Pashat Vayichi about? It's about the Bachot, it's about the future of the Jewish people. Yes, we are now historically not. Historically, you need a lot more Jews to be called the B'nai Yisrael of Sefer Shmot. But ideologically and symbolically, yes, we've switched our stories. No longer stories of individuals, but B'nai Yisrael have arisen. And the main point is, what caused them to arise? The unification between, the reconciliation between the children of Yaakov, who are now B'nai Yisrael. Kol Tov, thank you very much.